0: Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com.
1: I just had this picture that came to my mind of, of people here in this service, and you're facing battles and issues. But I had this picture of people just walking in your home, in your house. And as you were walking, all I could see was your mouth moving in a forceful manner and your hands doing this. And I believe what it is, is... God wants you to understand warfare. You've had your eyes on other things, and God said, but you're not seeing that this is a warfare. This is a spiritual battle that you're in. It's not a battle with with your neighbor. It's not a battle with your family member. It's It's a warfare that's going on in your life because the enemy wants to rob you. The enemy wants to stop you. but God's given you the victory. Yes. Amen. Yes. And the only way that you will you will get that victory operational in your life is that if you begin to declare the word of God you begin to speak the word over your life over your situation sometimes you have to get past these little lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep sometimes you have to get past that and move into this understanding I am a man of God I am a woman of God I am chosen by God I am anointed by God I have been called and ordained and set forth in this moment I wouldn't be walking through this battle had God not known that I was able to deal with the enemy so I find myself in the battle Ashley Ann You wouldn't be where you are if God hadn't looked at you and said, there is one that is going to rescue somebody else. See, you're not where you are by accident and you're not there because the devil put you there. You're there because God has has ordering your steps and he is watching and guarding and and establishing every step that you take and you wouldn't be going through the hell that you're going through if God had thought that it was going to destroy you but God said I put you here because there's a light in you There's an anointing in you that's going to protrude out of you. That's going to change your situation. Some of you don't realize it, but God has put you in a position and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're thinking, I'm not worthy. I'm not able to do this. I can never be uh, any value to anybody. But you don't realize that God has saw your inabilities. God has seen your insecurities and God has looked at you and he's heard you say, I can't over and over and over again. But that is the very reason that God put His hand on you because you will be dependent upon Him and not upon your own abilities. Look at it in the Bible. God very seldom chose the strong. He chose the weak and made them strong. He very seldom chose the educated. But he chose the uneducated and gave them a revelation. That's the reason the Bible says that God takes the foolish things of this world and confounds the wise with it. He has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things of those that are mighty. Hunter, Hunter, lift up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hunter, the Lord said, son, I was there when you wanted to give up. He said, I was there when the devil tried to curse your life and destroy you. But God said, Son, in your lowest and most weakest time, my hand was upon you and I brought you to this moment, to this time, the same hand that brought you through your past is going to take you into your future. God said, Son, trust in me. Put your faith in me because I have not nor will I ever fail you. Trust me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah would you would you just lift up your hands this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I want you just to worship this morning because I believe today that God is saying, i'm I'm preparing your heart. I'm preparing you today because I want you to know, just like Amber said a little while ago, that probably tomorrow I'm not going to be there. Tomorrow uh, your your prayer partner might not be available. But I want you to know that right now, right now, right now in this place, right now, there are those that, that you are going through some things and I believe today that God is giving you a revelation that I'm showing you how to break through some issues. Listen, it's not how loud you are. It's not how high you jump. It's not any of those things. It's a faith that rises up in you that says, I believe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I believe there, I believe there are those that are here this morning that you need to make a decision for Jesus right now. You've been pondering. You've been thinking about it. You've been, you've been contemplating. You've been kind of on the outskirts kind of fooling around. But God is saying right now I'm giving you the opportunity to make a decision to turn your back on the world and turn your face toward heaven and follow me so I'm gonna I'm gonna be totally out of the ordinary this morning and I'm gonna ask you right now if you're willing if you're willing today to make the decision Lord I want to follow you I want you to be the Lord of my life if you're willing to do that this morning I'm going to ask you just to step out from where you're standing or sitting. Make your way down to the altar today. Because I believe God wants to do a mighty work in your life. So we open the altar this morning. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I want to I want to commit my life to Christ. I want you to come this morning as a worship team. Sings today. I'm gonna to give you just a few minutes. Maybe you're standing beside somebody who say, "You know what? I, I don't want to go up there by myself." Just reach over and grab them and say, "Hey, come on, let's go. Let's make let's make a commitment to Christ this morning." Won't you do that? Um, well,
0: I just hear the Spirit saying. And I heard it earlier this morning when I was at home that you gave your life to God. You've already, some of you may have already given your life. And and you're good. You're good with just that. But see, God wants you closer. He wants you closer. So you need to draw close to Him. He don't want just a one-time decision. He wants all of you all the time. So that means giving him all worship, all of you. Yeah. Amen. So draw close to him this morning. Yes. Draw close, close. Jesus. I'm going to see your victory. Jesus. I'm going to see your victory. For the love that belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to
1: see your victory. Hallelujah. we Christ. So I just want everybody to know. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you got to strike the steel while it's hot. If you want to bend it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow <clears throat> Thank you Jesus. You know <clears throat> I used to I used to wonder we'd go in services and it feel like you was plowing on a rock pile. You ever plowed in a rock pile? Y'all city folks don't know what that is. But you just can't get anything to work. But I've come to realize that, that 99% of the time, the reason that's taking place is that God is wanting to move the rocks but the devil's wanting to keep you in the rock pile. But if you just kind of keep pressing on and pushing through, there's somebody there that needs a breakthrough. There's somebody there that needs a healing. Somebody there that needs salvation. Amen. So that's why we, we push and break through. Do you realize, listen, I'm going to preach, all right? So just go ahead and get ready. Get your mind off the buffet. But do you realize, I was talking with a gentleman just the other day. And he said, he looked at me and he said, Brother Cornelius, he said, you would not believe how long it's been since in, in my church anybody has touched the altar. He said, It has been years since we had anybody give their life to Christ. And man, it broke my heart because so many times we take for granted when people come to the altar. And we push the altar because I believe the altar is a place where you meet God. It's all down through scripture. So we push the altar. If you want a change in your life, you've got to find an altar. I can't give you the change, I can't make it happen. You've got to find an altar. But man, it just broke my heart when that guy said that. I said, God, I'm so thankful for your anointing and I'm so grateful for your spirit that moves and is still touching hearts and changing lives at McCullough Christian Center. Amen. Amen. And there are many more to come. Many more to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Thank you, worship team. How many of you believe that there's uh, two up here on this stage that I I know this morning y'all got, y'all got some preaching you. Pastor Tammy and Amber. Hallelujah. i tell you what I want to do right now. Uh, Amber and Pastor Tammy Fry, I want you to hold your hands out like you're about to receive something. I don't do this flippantly. I don't do it just to, to add to the service. But I believe this morning that God has been in the process for years putting something in the two of you. And you've had to walk through some things. But the things that you walk through has enhanced what God has been putting in you. Amen. So I believe this morning that God's about to open some doors. And I believe that there's going to be some stages. There's going to be some platforms that God's going to place uh, the two of you on. In different places at different times. So, Father, we just thank you right now that, Father, you are raising up, you are raising up ladies, God, that have a fire, a Deborah, a Deborah anointing, that you're raising up in this hour. And Father, today, that they are going to declare your truth uncompromising, unashamed. Father, your word is going to flow out of them. I thank you that these two are just the beginning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5 and... Uh, I want to read two verses, or start with two verses, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, 15. I was really struggling of whether or not I needed to go ahead with this word, uh, but I believe it is a word that, that we need to hear today, uh, because I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that we're in a time that is different from any other time in, in history we're in a time that, uh, that we desperately need to step up, step forward, and, uh, and be counted as a man of God or a woman of God. I, I believe that, I believe, let me go ahead and say this. I believe this nation, is already under the judgment hand of God. I know that there are those that are saying, well, we're going to see revival and, and God's going to move and we're going to see revival. I hope that we can do that too and I pray that we can see that too. But, but I really believe that the revival that we are possibly going to see is going to be the result a fire that has put has been put to us i don't believe i believe that nothing is impossible with god and i believe the the anointing and the holy spirit can move in our nation and he can bring the sinner to their knees and all of that he can fill the churches up with people but what i see is i see a people that have been so inoculated By dead Christianity, there is nothing more dangerous than to be inoculated with church. What do I mean by that? I mean this there is nothing more dangerous than to find yourself in the position where you have been around God, you know who He is, you've been in church. You've seen all the church stuff. You know how to say amen at the right time. You know how to raise your hand uh, possibly at the right time. You know all the right moves. You know all the right looks and all of that. But yet you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is almost impossible outside of the anointing of God to break that. That's the reason that Jesus never was able to break that in the Pharisees and the Sadducees of his day. It is a religious spirit. And so I believe that the church, the body of Christ, men and women of God are the only hope for this nation the only hope and I know I'm going totally against the grain I know we've had reason to shout and dance today and that's good and I know that I'm stepping right in the middle of the stream and put some some blocks there and said hold up but I want to give you this word because I believe this word will open the door for more of what we've seen earlier here today all right, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hush and get to what I'm supposed to do. I want to talk to you about boundaries in your life. Boundaries in your life. Drawing lines in your life. Drawing lines that you do not cross those lines. Having boundaries in your life. A boundary simply represents a place in my life that I'm not going to go beyond that. You know, we buy our pets now, uh, those little collars that they put on. And then you put this little uh, electronic thing around your yard, those little flags and all that. And when the pet goes up to that boundary, uh, it starts beeping and and he recognizes I am nearing the boundary where if I continue to go forward, I'm going to get shocked. No, I'm not buying those collars for y'all, okay? <laughs> I'm going to just give you the word. Amen. All right? Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. You are, everybody say, you are, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven i want you to pay attention to the first statement in that passage you are the light of the world you can take your seat Thank you for standing. You are the light of the world. Light, the very idea of light, means or lets us know that it is to dispel darkness. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 4, talking about Jesus, that in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That lets us know That in Christ, in Jesus Christ, was life. All right? Remember, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus is the only one that can give us life because he is life. He is the very essence of life. Why is he the very essence of life? Because your doctor, your psychiatrist, psychologist, or your best friend have never died and been raised again. Jesus defeated the very thing that robs us of life, and that was death. He defeated death. He came out of the grave on the third day, so in him was life. We talked about Lazarus last week. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but Lazarus died again. Jesus rose from the dead, and he will never die again. So in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The the psalmist said that the word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the very idea of life brings light. People who don't know Christ, who have never had a relationship with Christ, you are walking in spiritual death. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. I didn't write that. I didn't speak it. He's already given it to us. So when we talk about you are the light of the world, light is a a phenomenon that has no sound to it. It is something that, that we've got light in here this morning. We've got bright lights, but they're not making any sound. The light is just doing its job. It's just doing its work. When, when light comes into darkness, it doesn't make a racket. It doesn't announce that, hey, I'm here. It just dispels darkness. Because that is what light is meant to be. I want to give you just a little illustration this morning. Of the fact that when Jesus said you are the light of the world he was talking about it is from you ladies and gentlemen and myself that light is supposed to come that will affect our world and affect those around us the problem in our culture today is that we have tried to mix everything imaginable with the light of the gospel we have tried to cause the gospel to be so palatable to everybody that comes along no matter what your taste is we can fix and fashion our gospel uh, to match your life you don't have to worry about life change because we can fix our gospel to fit your lifestyle Many preachers stand in the pulpit and preach a gospel of how God is going to bless you, how he's going to put a million dollars in your bank account, uh, providing you send them half of it and all of that. And we talk about all of those things and we fashion our gospel to fit the world. Listen, years ago when I was coming up, the preacher would get in the pulpit and preach a message and, and, and listen, it would cause you to squirm on the seat because he wasn't telling you about all the good things that God was going to give you. He was telling you that, listen, if you've got sin in your life, you need to repent of that sin and let God forgive you. If you don't, you're going to go to hell. I'm not here this morning to condemn you. I'm telling you today that you are the light of the world. And perhaps you are the very one or the only one that is going to carry light into a dark place in your life. Mom and daddy, you are a light to your children. You are either leading them into freedom or you're leading them into bondage. What a sad day it will be when I stand before God and I have my uh, children standing behind me. And I'm standing there and I have to hear one of my children say, Daddy, why did you not tell me the truth? You see, you and I have been called to be the light of the world. You, listen, it is not... It is not the CEO of a company, it is not the Bill Gates, It is not uh, the George Soros it is not the president it is not the ex-president that's going to bring redemption to this nation the fact is that man can do nothing for this nation and and listen but here's the thing when I get God on the inside of me when I get the anointing on the inside of me when I get the spirit of a living God working on the inside of me he can reach farther than I can reach he can do what i'm not able to do and he will change this nation the only hope again for this nation is a praying church oh you thought the next stimulus check was going to get you out of the hole I ain't even gonna go there. And I, Judy looking at me said, Don't say ain't corn. But I ain't going there. I'm not going there. Because government can't rescue you, only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus can reach down in the hog pen that we've gotten ourselves in and pull us out. See, let me tell you something today, and I'm talking about boundaries. Christian church, body of Christ, we need to understand the power of boundaries in our lives. We need to recognize that not everything that comes along needs to be touched by us. Not everything that comes along needs to be received by me. I'm going to just preach to me, okay? Some of y'all didn't get enough sleep last night and you're looking at me weird. So I'm going to just preach to me. There are things that I don't need to allow to come out of my mouth. There are words that I don't need to allow to come out of my mouth. Why? Because they do not honor God. There are things that I don't need to allow to stay in my mind. That pretty little thing that walks down the street. And I'm driving down Main Street in Atmore. And she's walking down The sidewalk there got them six-inch heels on and and we'll stop right there at the feet. I'm talking about when you're sitting at the red light and you're watching those six-inch heels walk by and the horn blows behind you because the light has already turned green and back on yellow again. and there are things that we allow to creep into our lives that cause the light in us to become dim and I want to give you an example of that I'm just going to give you an example all right I'm not I'm not I'm just giving you an example Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 21 just gave us an example He talked about, you shall not murder. He wasn't necessarily talking about taking a gun and killing somebody, although that was included. But he was talking about, we don't need to kill people with our mouths. We don't need to murder people with our hearts. In other words, he was talking about, if you are angry at your brother, You need to recognize that that will cause the light in you to become dim. Then he went on down in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 27. He talked about committing adultery. He talked about that woman walking down the street with six inch sandals on. He said, you have said that if you go and sleep with her and she's not your wife, you have committed adultery. Jesus said, that's what you said. He said, but what I'm saying is that if you do it in your heart, you have already committed adultery. When I I allow things to grow in my heart and grow in my mind, those things have the potential to cause the light that is in me to dim. then in matthew chapter 5 and verse 31 i'm talking about you are the light of the world but you got anger in you you got lust in you i'm i'm just i told you i'm giving you an example okay thank you brother But what we as the body of Christ need to recognize is that there are boundaries that God gives us in the Word of God that we can't allow stuff to come in because it will rob us of the light that is in us. Jesus goes on down. And in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 31, He said, uh, it was also said, Jesus said, uh, that... Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. He was talking about divorce. You see, while we're right here in this blackout, while we're right here, let me tell you something. If you continue to allow sin to come in it will eventually get us to the place to where we are not the light of the world we're no different from the world see what we have failed to recognize is it is it is not this big Red devil that's standing behind me that is causing problems in my life. It is these little things that I allow to to stay in my mind. It's these little things that, that I allow to stay in my heart. My unforgiveness. Somebody hurt me six months ago and I'm still mad at them. That is killing my ability to reach people that are in darkness but when i recognize that i need to keep myself clean and pure that light begins to get brighter and brighter and brighter the light begins to get brighter and brighter and brighter (laughs) yes yes i like it when a plan comes together (laughs) do you understand jesus said you are the light of the world but if we continue to mix and mingle and dilute the gospel we lose our ability to be a light Jesus never called us to condemn the world but he did call us to hate sin Amen. not the sinner the let me get back up here the beauty of the gospel is this that it is meant to be life changing it is meant to have a difference that's the reason that that you didn't hear it but the lights went out you didn't hear it when they came back on but yet light did what it was supposed to do it dispelled the darkness see and god has called each one of us to be a light I don't whew. listen. I believe today <clears throat> that God is, is saying this. Let, let me stop right there. We're in a culture today and and, and especially the younger generation that the world culture would like for you to think and believe that you have lost your ability to say this is right this is wrong because everybody's got a truth the bible says in the book of judges that the time of the judges that every man did what was right in his own eyes because there was no king in israel so everybody just basically did what, what they thought was right. We're in that same culture today yes. where everybody does what they think is right. There is no truth anymore. That's the reason that, that we're getting more and more to the place to where in the pulpit... That when a pastor or a preacher preaches on sin, homosexuality, or uh, something else, he can be held accountable because he's using hate speech or something like that. I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's an assault against truth today. What is truth? Truth is the Word of God. That's what we as, as Christians believe, that truth is the Word of God. Amen. If you say that I believe the Word of God, then, then what you're saying is that I believe that the Word of God is truth. So I can't, I can't fashion the Word of God to fit my lifestyle because the Word of God was never meant To fit my lifestyle. The Word of God was meant to fix my life. The Word of God was not sent to us to accommodate our lifestyle. It was not given to us by God to uh, placate our mindsets and our lifestyle. The Word of God was given to me so that when I read the Word of God, I recognize the depravity of my mind and the depravity of my lifestyle, and I understand out of that Word that there's a better way. And so I read the Word of God, and I heed the Word of God, and it brings healing to my life. So you see, understand, and and I I'm cutting this message way, way down. Lord's willing, if you want to come Wednesday night, we might get the rest of it. But I want you to understand the assault that's going on in against Christianity and against the church. And listen, I believe that the reason that We're in the place that we're in now is because the church has spent more time trying to figure out how to allow sin to come in and make it look good than we have trying to stand upon the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to be the light. You might want another pastor after I get through this morning. If you do, there are churches all over the place. <laughs> See, because truth is what will set us free. <clears throat> now, say that again. Truth will set us free. That's the reason that our culture is in such bondage today, is because truth is not being spoken and now we've reached a point in our lives where when truth is spoken people stand up and say who do you think you are Amen. you see but truth truth is still the only thing that will bring freedom to your life Amen. believe me guys i've sat i've sat with people in my office before and i've heard some some very very Bad stories, and I've sat there, and they and they would be prominent people, and and they would be people that that were big tithers and things like that, and they would be telling me this, and 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 I and the flesh inside of me was saying, hey, if you tell them the truth, you're going to lose them. They're going to get up and storm out of your office, and and all of that, and you're going to lose thousands of dollars every uh, year in tithe. Been there. The only thing that I've never lost is thousands of dollars in tithe every year because I've come to realize that if I will declare truth, if I will speak truth, God will never allow us to be on the losing end. I've had people get up and storm out of my office and all of that and I've had them get mad at me because they didn't like what I said, but I've never ever lost any money because God said son if you will stand and speak the truth I will bless you if you don't speak the, tr- the truth you're going to lose the blessing Amen. you are the light of the world man I had so much more that I was going to wanted to tell you this morning but I've just run out of time but I want you to get that You are the light. What kind of light is shining out of your life? You see how bright it is in here right now? You can read the words on your Bible. You can see the freckles on your neighbor's face and all that because the light is revealing all that. That's what light does. It reveals. It it allows us to see. Can you dim the lights again, Brother Brandon? Come on down with them. Come on down with them. Come Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Yes, right there. Now you've lost your ability to see details. You can still see image, but you've lost your ability to see details. Your Harris little boy over there said, Mom, I still see. He's got the phone out. But we've lost our ability to see detail. See, ladies and gentlemen, there are details about God's word. That if we don't get them, the blessing of God can't flow. Bring the lights back up. Thank you. You are the light of the world. Mom and dad, can I, can, I, can I warn you? Bring the lights back down. Right there. If you are living a life in front of your children that they can just see the image of, But they can't see the details of who God is. Can I tell you something? That when they get to be your age, more than likely they will not be sitting in a sanctuary on Sunday morning. Because they were never taught about the details of God. They were never taught. They were just told God loves you but they were never taught about the details of how awesome God really is. You can bring the lights back up. I promise I'm going to let you leave them up now. You understand about light? Yes. Amen. That doesn't mean that, that we're, we're going to be perfect, but it simply means that I understand that I have been I have been commissioned and called for an hour such as this to let my light protrude out of my life. I'm fixing clothes, I promise. I've only said that one time today. because I want you to get what I'm saying. See my little light? I can walk by Cameron and never say a word, and Cameron says, he's got a light. Y'all get nervous? See, everywhere I go, Brother Darryl, you see my light? And I didn't have to say anything to him. Brother Larry said, I see your light. Brother Jack said, I see your light, Pastor. I didn't have to say anything, Brother Brandon. They just saw my light. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about was that what I will put in you is going to have so much power and so much ability to illuminate that wherever you go, that illumination is going to follow you. That anointing is going to come out of your life and people will see it. You don't even have to say anything. i I give you a crazy example the other day. I was, uh, I was at a place. And and while I was at this place, there was some people there that knew that I was a pastor, and and uh, when I got out of my truck and started toward them, uh, I could see uh, it looked like uh, 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 they were burning trash or something. There was a smoke coming up from them. and and when i when i got out one of them recognized me and i and i just kind of snickered because it happens all the time but one of them recognized me and i seen him bump the other one and all of a sudden the smoke cleared there was no more smoke not going to call fire down from heaven on you. <laughs> but I thought about, when I saw that, I thought about this. I didn't even say anything. I just showed up, Sister Natalie. Mm. Sometimes all you do is you just need to show up, Brother Chris. You just need to show up with your anointed self. You just need to show up when you just got out of your prayer closet. You don't have to open your mouth. You don't have to say a word. All you got to do is just show up because you are the light of the world. You are a city that's set on a hill. You have not been meant to put under a bushel basket, but you have been meant to shine your light. Stand with me. I, I got to quit. Running my battery down on my phone trying to get a point across to y'all. <laughs> you know, I think about that little song that I grew up singing. Y'all know it. <laughs> this little light of mine. I'm going to come on and sing it. Come on. Some of y'all don't know it. All right. Now, here's the thing it's just a light. But God's called us to be a light. You can't be a light when you're angry at me. You can't be a light when you don't have, when you have unforgiveness toward me. I can still act like a preacher, but I'm follow, but, but if I've got my mind on, on the lady with six inch heels, I'm not being a light just going through the motions. I see it. All right. I've given you something to think about. And I want to ask you this question this morning. I want to ask you today, if you, if, if, if I were to come to you today, In the middle of pitch black darkness. If I were to come to you today. And say hey. I can't see where I'm going. I don't know how to get out of this. Can I follow your light? Let me bring it a little bit closer. Mom and dad. If your children was to come to you today and say mama, dad I've gotten myself in a mess I've gotten involved with a man with a boy or a girl that I shouldn't have gotten involved with maybe i let somebody talk me into doing something that I shouldn't have done I don't know how to get out of it I can't stop it I feel like that I'm in darkness and I can't see my way out. But dad, can I follow your light? Can you lead me out of this darkness? Mom, can you lead me out of this darkness? Could you lead them? Could you say, hey, yeah, give me your hand. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna have to say anything to you. Just watch how I, watch how I act. Because there's a light in me that will illuminate your life. That's a big deal. I know this is a weird message. I know it's. I know it's weird and all that. But I'm just being. I'm being real with you. Because either the gospel changes lives or it doesn't. Either you're the light of the world or you're not. So this morning, I want you to think about that. And I want you to meditate on that. And I I want you to remember the lights in this sanctuary going off and coming back on. And I want you to remember every time that you allow things to come into your life. Every time you sit in front of a computer and allow things to be Uh, Displayed on that screen that do not need to be displayed in front of your eyes. I want you to think about the lights getting dimmer. And while it might not affect you right now, it will affect those that are around you. Would you bow your heads with me, please? So if I were to ask you this morning, is your light bright? Or is your light dim? Which would it be? Can I, can I just ask you this morning, if you consider your light to be bright, would you slip your hand up? Just be honest. I consider my light to be bright. If you say, thank you, if you say, Pastor, my light is not as bright as it should be. Would you slip your hands up? If you say, Pastor, my light is not really a light at all. I need, I need the light of the gospel in me. Would you raise your hand? Thank you so much. some of y'all didn't even listen to my message because you don't have any light or you don't know You're, you didn't even raise your hand so I don't know where you are just being honest okay because maybe you don't know where you are I, I, don't, I don't know but I just want to tell you this God gave us this word this morning because he loves us so much that's the reason we have this word this morning because he cares for you He brought you from your house here today just to tell you you. about that. And I want you to know how much I love you. So let's pray this morning. And I'm going to give you an an assignment for the next week. Work on your light. Work on your light. Father, we come this morning in the name that is above every other name. Father, you called us to be be a light you said you were the light of the world you have called us to be the light and father we understand today that our light shines by our actions by our attitudes by all of those things god our light shines so father this morning god our desire today is that we can be that light because lord knows there's enough darkness around So, Father, we want to be the ones that will illuminate the darkness. So, Father, today I pray over this house this morning. I pray over every individual, those that that raise their hands, whatever level they consider themselves to be on today. Father, God, let us become bright, shining lights for you. And, God, today we thank you, Father. I just pray over this house today that, Father, no matter where, we work no matter where we go during the week no matter our positions father lord let the light of the gospel shine so brightly from us father that those that we're around will come and say hey can you help me find my way lord we thank you we honor you today we give you praise we thank you for the lives that were touched today in jesus name amen